All right now, you're listening to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed-up taxpayer, bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode. And today, I want to talk about on the show electricity prices in the state of Texas. And Texas is, of course, not unique in the fact that prices are soaring here. The The price of a kilowatt hour of electricity is up it's definitely doubled since this time last year. And if you had the unfortunate experience of having to open a utility bill over the summer after running your AC in July and June, well, I'm sorry, and I can commiserate with you, even though, as I talked about on the podcast in previous episodes, all of the ways that I mitigated my electricity usage in the summer to try to save a little bit on the bill. But you know what? I, I reckon I probably saved four or five hundred bucks, to be completely honest. And yeah, there might have been a little bit of suffering. But you know, I, I keep in mind that for most of the world, it's certainly the developing world, South Africa and Lebanon and large parts of Asia, Central America, having constant electricity is a luxury that just doesn't exist. There are rolling blackouts every day. There are unplanned blackouts all the time. And there's no AC in many of these countries. Air conditioning is a completely first world luxury. I mean, even most of Europe doesn't have AC. It's, it's very much an American luxury that is completely taken for granted. So uh, recently, I'm bringing up the electricity discussion again because just last week I went through what is becoming a miserable experience, switching utility providers. So as you know, if you're a Texas resident and you are a frequent shopper for your electricity plan, then you're constantly trying to find that better rate. And you used to be able to easily enough get a 12-month contract at a reasonable rate. And then you only had to go through the process once a year. But I own a, a couple of units in the Dallas area. And I, I have to frequently shop for, for multiple units. So the summer, it, it was a wash. There were absolutely no deals out there. You just had to bite the bullet. But... With the fall, there there have been some better rates I've seen going on power to choose. And so I was actually surprised. There were a couple of cheap rates. I, I paid about 12 cents, 12 and a half cents per kilowatt hour. But I could only get a three-month plan at that rate. So you can just imagine what the environment is going to look like when I have to go shopping again in January when most uh, Texas residents are going to have their heat on full blast, uh, jeopardizing our 
precarious grid once again. Oh, that is unless perhaps that Beto O'Rourke, oh, perhaps he'll be the governor then, and he will have a legalized weed by then, and and all of that extra revenue that that's going to generate, well, that's going to completely revolutionize the grid and modernize it, of course, don't you know? But until that point, I'll hold my breath. So I go to purchase a contract, as I've done many times, and when I go to click sign up on the website, instead I'm presented with a phone number. And I immediately knew what they were up to. I figured what they wanted me to do was call and then try to upsell me to a more expensive, longer-lasting contract and and get me away from this this shorter contract. So I, I went ahead and I called because there are th- this is a, this is a practice that's widely used in business, right? To put up these minor obstacles to deter you from choosing a certain behavior, making a certain choice, right? Gyms are famous for this. You used to be able to, you could sign up for a gym membership online, but then if you wanted to cancel your gym membership, well, you had to go find a secret key and take a picture of it, and then you had to go fax it in to some third world country and wait for confirmation and and basically jump through all these hoops in order to cancel your gym membership. And and hopefully that deterred you enough to just hang in there for another few months and, and never go into the gym. So apparently the the electricity providers in Texas, they're using these same strategies. So I called and I was 30 minutes on the phone signing up for an electric plan. And at the beginning of the conversation, I told the gentleman who I was working with, the the service rep that I would be signing up for two plans. But w- once we got to the 20 minute mark, I, I realized, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not spending an hour on the phone signing up for two short electric contracts. And he, he was very nice. And he did point out also around the 20 minute mark on the phone, jokingly, like, you know, what? we have to do this whole thing again. He had to read all of the disclosures and in, in all of these regulatory warnings by law. Whereas when you sign up online, you can breeze through all of those disclosures as as we all do, if we're being completely honest, and it just takes a couple of minutes. Now, this was the the real kicker. Uh, so I, I did my due diligence searching for plans, and I really was trying to find a longer plan. But honestly, even going up to a nine-month contract was going to increase the price significantly enough. So it turns out if you locked into a longer contract, you didn't have to call to purchase the plan. You were able to sign up online with the same company if you'd purchased a 24-month plus contract. So what a scam this is. And and you know what the other scam is? You are penalized for using less electricity. They they love this. When they advertise the plan, they usually will show you the rate at 1000 kilowatt hours. So the electric provider is assuming that you're going to use approximately 1000. You've got to hit that cap. However, if you conserve if you use less, if you use just 500 kilowatt hours, 
sometimes you will pay double the rate because you, you didn't blow through more electricity. This is insane. But you know what? This is also par for the course for, for being in the middle and working class. This is how you get screwed. And this is why I'm not downtown at the abortion rally screaming my head off. Because you know what? This is the disgrace that you should be worried about. Every single day, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whether you're old, whether you're young, whether you're transgender, non-binary, queer, straight, whatever, we're all using electricity. We're all getting screwed here. And, you know, most of us who are in those demographics that I just listed, most of us were in the working and middle class. Are we not? So we are especially getting the squeeze on this issue. On a related note, I want to talk about electric vehicles for a few minutes. And if you listen to conservative talk radio or you look at conservative media, then you have seen that electric vehicles, they serve as fodder for commentators. And you know what? I I can get behind the idea of why an electric vehicle might be appealing. Global warming, that, that whole concept, you know what? Dare I apply the word hoax to it? I have no idea. Do I think that we should respect the planet? Yes. Do I think we should be throwing trash in our oceans? No. Do I think that we should be depleting wildlife populations? No. Do I have a lot of respect for nature in terms of trees and plants and flowers and and all of that? Absolutely. Yes, I do. And uh, coral reef, right? I, I don't want to destroy the planet. But I also don't need to create another false hoax narrative around protecting and respecting the planet. So this is, this is where the electric vehicles come into play, right? So there is now a mentality that if you buy and drive an electric vehicle, that you are saving the planet, right? That you're saving the polar bears, that the ice and the Arctic is going to melt at a slower rate just by driving around your electric vehicle. You don't need to make any behavior changes whatsoever. Just fork over that extra cash for the EV and keep driving around. Well, it turns out, of course, the technology, it's still emerging and developing, right? You'll hear stories of an, of an electric vehicle gone rogue, a Tesla on autopilot, or spontaneously combusting. And apparently, after the Hurricane Ian in Florida, a lot of these cars, they were doused in water. They were totally soaked. And I have heard about fires, again, this spontaneous combustion of of electric vehicles in the wake of Hurricane Ian. And then, of course, it takes hundreds of gallons to put out these fires when the fire department has to show up. So, and and I'm not even going to get into the fact that how do you actually power an electric vehicle, which is through what, uh, burning coal or through natural gas. And then I've also read the worst time to charge the electric vehicle. And, and 
to put more stress on electric grids around the United States is to plug it in overnight, which is, isn't that when you would naturally plug in your electric vehicle if you're going to be using it for your morning commute? You'd plug it in overnight. But the real kicker with these electric vehicles is that you get a tax credit if you purchase one. And I, I mentioned before, I think back in the Obama era, when electric vehicles were first coming out more in mass, the first generations of them, each car manufacturer, I think they were given 200,000, the first 200,000 vehicles that they sold electric, they would qualify for a tax credit. So Tesla used theirs up first, and I think GM has now used theirs up. I'm, I'm not totally certain if Biden has expanded these credits, but I believe he has. And or at least there are enough of the other manufacturers like Hyundai and Ford that have not used up their original 200,000 sales. So you can still qualify for a credit there. There are some restrictions like on the trucks. So I bring this up because my husband, I mentioned, he immigrated legally to the United States just recently and he, he just got a job and it's fairly close to the house but he's walking there now but long term it's not ideal to walk both ways to the job so he has stressed he he really wants a car and i said you know honey dear pooh bear love of my life i just want to point out that if you purchase a car and you're going to finance the car that most of your check is is going to go toward this car payment and insurance and gas and maintenance, you know, the drill. And you, you used to be able to get a decently priced used vehicle. And perhaps in a private sale where I could pay cash outright, maybe that's still possible, but that's not our situation. So really, you need to jump up to $15,000, $16,000 to get a low miles used vehicle. I'm talking about a compact car here, a hatchback, nothing extravagant. And the thing about the owning a private vehicle that kills me is you're pretty much, you're just using it to get to work. And then the car is parked for 23 hours a day. And you basically, you've taken out a mortgage to have this private vehicle. There are just too many other options between Uber. If he Ubered to and from the job every day, it would still be cheaper than going out and financing a private vehicle. So I have been trying to coach him toward other options like a bicycle, which, which would actually work for his specific commute. I don't recommend biking on the streets of Dallas, typically. I recommended a moped or a scooter or, or anything like that. And, and now I think he's getting on board with one of these alternative, more economical solutions. But I bring all of this up to say that where's my tax credit? So I can go and, and get a tax credit for being a good, green, climate-conscious citizen by purchasing an electric vehicle? Well, aren't I even doing one better by not having the car at all or, or not turning on the AC all day in the summer? I don't get any credit for that. I get penalized for doing that. 
so if you try to save and conserve and if if you try to beat the system in any way or you, or you try to do any actual behaviors that really have an impact on on so-called climate change if you are a believer in that faith then there's absolutely nothing you you get punished you just end up paying more so this is this is what is really bothering me but I feel like an, an army of one here griping about these issues. I know that they're not the sexy issues. I get it. I know it's not sexy marijuana. I know it's not sexy abortion. I know it's not sexy critical race theory or social justice warrior kind of material. But I, I am just increasingly upset by the fact that it, it seems like working to middle class people don't care about this stuff. You, you don't care how you're getting screwed from every single direction. And then going out, if you live in, in one of these blue cities, and voting for these Democrats who they don't care about you at all. Anyway, I am Bronan. Thank you for listening to my rant, and I will catch you on the next episode of the Real Texas Radio Podcast.